Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Nerd Herd Comic Book Club. Your number one stop for stellar reviews of volumes, arcs, or stories that us or yourselves choose. You can find us live every Wednesday on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch, and the replay on all podcast networks. Take a seat, get yourselves and your opinions ready, as it's time to join the herd. But first, please put your hands together for your hosts, Shane, Phil, and Scott, as they kick off this week's discussion. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Nerdhood Comic Book Club. For everyone listening to the podcast, you might go, who's that? What's that Welsh accent going on? It's been a whole month since I've been here. The last time I came here to review a book was Batman Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So, and today uh, we are reading, um, we are reading Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, uh, which now just shows, if you look at the facts, I'm only here for TMNT crossovers. That's it. So um, so it'll just be the other three now for the rest, for the rest of time until another TMNT crossover comes up. There are loads of them, so you may see me quite a lot. But we are here today talking about MMPR slash TMNT uh, because Martin chose it in the viewer's, the viewer's pick. Very... Very sneaky there, Martin. You've been here for three weeks, and then you decide to check in for another week. Uh, oh, no. Just, uh... <laughs> you can't write can't it, can get rid you? of him. <laughs> You're all it's the like time. Furniture all the time. Now. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, let's see the creative team for this book, shall we? So we had uh, Ryan Parrott. He's the writer. We had Simone DeMeo as the artist. Colors done by Walter Biamonte. Letters by Ed Dukeshire as well. Um, and that is the creative team, and they are a brilliant team, might I add. Um, and I'm hoping you all think the same as me. Um, but yes, um, looking thin on the herd today. Uh, we've already got one hide this this evening. We got one uh, Heidi Ho from Liam. Hello, thank you very much. Uh, I know more of you are lurking in the background, so don't be shy and say hi. Uh, okay, so synopsis time. What happens? Um, I should have said that. I was like, it's morphing time. Uh, synopsis time. Uh, oh, should we say hi to everyone? It was all about me, wasn't it? it made that all about me. Anyway, I'm joined by the boys. We've already seen Martin. Uh, but we've also got Shane. Oh, hoi, hoi. And Phil. Hi, it's good to get some air time this week. <laughs> I'm just trying to, like, make up for it now. You know? I'm trying to make up for it. I'm so sorry. So sorry. A bit rusty. Anyway, synopsis. Let's tell you about the book. Uh, so what happened? So... Uh, we find out that Tommy is infiltrating the foot, uh, trying to do some undercover stuff. The Power Rangers can't find him. And when they uh, do try to find him, they end up bumping into the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh, a bit of a skirmish happens, uh, but then they both realize that they're not actually as bad as the other think they are. Uh, end up having a team up uh, against uh, Shredder, who has stolen the Dragon Zord coin. And Rita Repulsa. And, uh, and some really cool stuff happens. Uh, you know, it's all about trying to get the Dragon Coin back. That's the main focus. But it's just a really good vehicle to use uh, to be able to allow all this other cool stuff to happen. Um, we see the Power Rangers and the Turtles swap roles. 
and uh, we see some very cool results from that. Um, but there we go. That's it. Um, that's synopsis. Um, uh, let us go over to Martin, considering he yeah. picked the book. Uh, what did you What did you think initially? Well, considering this was a last minute change because of yes the uh, the non knowing choice that we picked last week. Or I picked last week. I'm so happy that I chose this book. This is so good. The fan service in this is just through the roof, all the way. Yeah, I want to. I want to salute this. I want to chef kiss this. I want to bow down to this. It was brilliant. It was so cool. Ticking loads of boxes for. And I, to be fair, I'm not really a TMNT fan. It's not that I don't like them. I've just never really been involved in them. But <laughs> just speaking from a Power Ranger perspective, it was brilliant. I can't. Yeah. I, I can't wait to have this chat now because. I want to see if it brings my score down or up because uh, up, mate. I'm up a little bit, so let's work on that, Phil. Let's work on that. Go on then, Phil. Bring us down. Uh, no, I think what Martin said there with the whole fan service thing yeah. is correct. I think. I mean, I don't know how old these creators are, but I can imagine like we're all in the same kind of age range. I know Scott's a few years younger, but we're all the same kind of age where we watched TMNT and we watched the Power mm. Rangers. Hmm. Uh, I can imagine these creators are the same, and they just thought, "Oh, what do we love when we're kids? Turtles and Power Rangers. Let's mash them together and do a really fun story." And that's what it is. It is fun, um, hmm. and they delivered on the stuff you would want to see in a Power Rangers Turtles uh, mashup. I do think sometimes these kind of team ups are still quite cheesy and limited, but they are just fun. Uh, there, there's no really way to describe this. Um, Scott is. Uh, Simone or Simon DeMeo was it? Simone DeMeo. Is that from We Only? Oh, what was that called? That from uh, Waft Wutada. Yeah, we only find them when they're dead. Waft the Wutada. Yeah, because um, the art, the artness was superb. Oh, I really enjoyed God. the art. And I'm really glad you brought it up because as soon as I found out that it was Simone DeMeo doing the art, I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> oh my god, oh my god, and. Uh, I was just chuffed all the way through because everything looks amazing. Everything's consistent and like so high quality. Um, I love, I love how he just does blur, you know, just the blur is amazing. And um, just like focus, like uh, if you would blur the background, you know, you take a photo and you blur the background, it looks like that. So everything in the foreground is really uh, standing out and the background is quite blurry and, uh, not standing out, um, but yeah, just I just love, love the art on this, and especially, you know, creative team, right? Okay, so Ryan Parrot, the original NNPR writer for this for the Boom Studio stuff, right? That's he started all that, so great, big tick. Simone De Mayo, fantastic artist from We Only Find Them When They're Dead. I love that. So to see they're in this, big tick. Who's doing the covers? Dan Moore is doing the covers. Huge tick. <laughs> this is like is creative team amazing. Huge tick, Phil. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and you know, we we we've seen Ed Dukeshire's name go around all over the place. We've done stuff from him quite a few mm. times for the for the letters. So, you know, and the lettering was great, you know, the effects, the big shouting words, you know, with the cowabunga and the cannonballs and you know, the kias and the seals and whatever. Um you know, brilliant. I brilliant. do have one, well, a few gripes with the art. I love the art overall, but mm -hmm. I, f I found, I don't know if, I, if any of you guys noticed this, 
a lot of the times when like the turtles or the power rangers are running like into like a fight scene they look like they were floating floating like they're just like so like they're in space composed yeah, yeah but like not like they didn't have any legs on the ground do you know what i mean it's right. like they're just like yeah, yeah, floating yeah. across and it's like there's too much of that there's too much floating of the characters and it just really put me off once i noticed it and i couldn't unsee it <laughs> um i didn't i i didn't I, I don't. That. I don't think the turtles' faces were the best version of the turtles I've seen. That's another great. But mm. other than that, the art was superb. I like that the turtles were unique, though. Again, as mm. with the Batman turtles, you know, like they make each turtle individual, which is nice. Because, yeah. like you said, we grew up watching TMNT on TV, and every turtle was exactly the same, <laughs> apart from you know the, the weapons and the colors. They were. Mm drawn exactly the same the shape was the same the masks were the same but in this they've all got their own masks they've all got their own skin tone they've all got their own body shape i really appreciate that yeah and you know for me especially like obviously i know the colors help but um to have even more things to distinguish between them uh, i still get them confused sometimes um, I mean, especially, especially you need it yeah when so they morph. i know ralph i know michelangelo but i always get donnie and leo confused I don't know if it's purple blue. I don't know if it's because of that. I don't know. You know what I mean? It's just the names Hell. I get confused um, because I don't know their personalities, and that's why. Um, but yeah, but I really like that all of their 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 eye masks were all different, and yeah, look great. You can tell Scott didn't grow up watching Turtles because he doesn't know their personalities. It's in the theme song. It tells mm. you all their personalities <laughs> at the beginning of every episode. Uh, that's true. That's true. <laughs> I am just a child. Um, so, Shane, what else did you think then? I just, I'm, I'm a massive fan of both properties. So the sheer respect shown is a big mm. plus for me. It's something I found it. Uh, I don't want to keep going on about the Batman TMNT crossover, but it's hard not to um, see the comparisons. Like the respect for both characters in that is the same. You know, no one was better than the other. Everyone had something to do. Just the respect that was shown to 10 12 characters like you of the main lot you have to you have a lot going on you have a lot of characters yeah, to juggle yeah, yeah. and everyone got something to do and everyone was just treated exactly how they were their personalities were correct their attitudes were correct it was just done so well yeah uh, maybe it just shows how much of a fan that ryan parrot was of tmnt because obviously he write at the time he was writing power rangers all the time so maybe he was just a big fan and did them justice. He didn't need to work extra hard to nail the Power Rangers because he was already nailing nailing all their personalities and stuff. But um, to see, uh, yeah, to see how he wrote these is all brilliant. And you know, they, yeah. yeah, they've all got the different personalities, and they all they're all written completely different. It was done really well. Yeah, because I mean, working on Power Rangers for so long, he could have been even accidentally biased towards them yeah. and made them better than the turtles but he just he made them both equally as important to the story and that's hard to do especially if you're known for writing one of them it's hard to bring a new set of characters in and treat them with the same respect you do your main characters yeah so he gets props for that definitely mm. and even shoving in um hockey mask guy casey yeah casey, casey um eat mask guy <laughs> You know, chuck, chucking him in, chucking him in uh, for a few pages, it didn't feel shoehorned in, it didn't feel squashed in, it felt quite natural to the story and not, you know, yeah, just not shoehorned in. 
but he it did kind of feel like the um batman tmnt crossover because casey jones pops up just for a couple pages and then he's gone again for the rest of it just like with this pops up a couple pages and then he's out yeah off he goes that's one of the things (laughs) i have written down i I, I do find again as as a negative that all these things when you're delivering on the fan service and things you expect it was quite predictable what we were going to get like you knew casey jones was going to pop up we knew the turtles were going to morph into the rangers at some stage you knew oh, these right. things were going to happen and that for me yeah, is the negative even though you're expecting you're happy to see it you just know it and uh, you know i i was a little bit disappointed with the morphing i have to admit i i, I love april o'neill don't get me wrong i've got nothing against uh, her whatsoever but it should have been either casey or splinter that morphed with them it shouldn't have been April. I imagine a little pink splinter. Yes, that <laughs> would even, have been perfect. Or even if they gave her her own unique costume, it was just very much Kimberly. It was just yeah. minus the skirt. They just took the skirt off her. Oh, did that? Oh, did they? Yeah, that. she just doesn't yeah. have the. Yeah, she doesn't have the little mini skirt. Right? So I was almost. like, why did they take that off her? That does make sense. It's got to be different somehow, but, isn't it? Yeah. But I was just, yeah, I did want to see Splinter or Casey get the Morpher as well. Well, they are currently releasing MMPR TMNT 2. So who knows if uh, they'll get their little moment to shine in that as well. Yeah, fingers crossed. I'm definitely going to, like, I'm going to say it now. Like, I'm going to pick this up and I'm going to pick that up, TMNT 2. But I am hoping, because they are bringing up the Batman crossover again, they are releasing an omnibus for the three uh, runs they did for Batman TMNT crossovers. I'm hoping maybe they'll bring out a, maybe a, a collected edition for, for these. So that would be really, well, really cool. I don't know if I'm right when I say this, but I think Dan Mora does the internal art on volume two. Uh, I mean, <laughs> buy it, buy them all. <laughs> Jeez. Great. Okay. The um, I'm, I love the cover. Um, variants of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, you know, the helmet covers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All all of them, every time they bring them out, I buy them. And they did that for this series. And I was going to pick them up. However, what they did was they did um, four covers for every cover with each with no no yeah they did four covers for each helmet with every turtle holding that each helmet. So I would have had to have picked up 20 variant covers plus the shredder holding the green mm-hmm. helmet variant which was like i think a one in 50 or something it would have been absolutely bonkers and i was like yeah. i was gutted i didn't pick them all up but that was a lot to pick up i bet there yeah. were people who did and that's this is a cash grab essentially two high yeah. burning mm-hmm. properties smashed together this just makes some money with this and, uh, but you didn't need every turtle holding each helmet. Only the turtle that morphed into that ranger should have been holding the helmet. Yeah. Yes. So eight, April should have held the pink helmet. You know, Leo should have held the blue helmet. Like it should have been. Maybe it was the a case of. Maybe it was a case of like they didn't want to reveal which. Do you know what I mean? Which color each turtle got? That was I suppose. Yeah. That's uh, true. Am I right? Is it, as well, isn't there action figures for this? Isn't yes. There? Yeah. Oh, Two cool. packs. Nice. Yeah. The, the, the only thing with those covers that makes me feel like maybe this is a bit of a cash grab. Like we know it is, but even mm-hmm. more so was when you have Shredder holding uh, the White Ranger and Dracon's helmet oh. as well. 
Like, yeah. they're not in this. No. So why <laughs> no. is Shredder holding those helmets? It's just, ah, we'll get we'll get two more, two more covers. Yeah, we'll make it a one in hundred variant. We'll we'll rinse them from this, yeah. you know, that kind of thing. But they are great. Um I just want the books. I just want to look inside them again. Uh, it was so good. Um, should we show some pages off? Yes, please. Yes. Yeah, cool. Okay, let's show off some pages. Okay, so uh, Martin, you are the man who picked this story. Thank you very much. So you can go first. You have the honors. Here we go. Cool. I was going to pick When the Turtles Morphed, but I thought showing the Power Rangers how look their sort of variation i just loved this sort of anime ninja look mm. they were going for and i just i had to showcase that because i just thought they looked really cool and i would like i'd actually read a series of them like this mm. as ninjas as opposed to yeah yeah all out power rangers i just did, an, did anyone else get reminded of the original power rangers film slightly yeah yeah slightly they yeah. get their ninja powers yeah yeah mm-hmm. That's what that made me think of straight away when I saw that. Yeah, yeah. they just look cooler here. They're like street ninjas up there. That's yeah. it, street yeah, because, ninjas. Because in the movie, they all had their own color, weren't they? Like bright yeah. blue and white, and this mm. just looked horrendous. Well, it did look all the time, but looking back at it, it's horrendous. No. This is far yeah. cooler. Yeah. I, um, I, I, I agree with Casey here. He says they should have all had matching hockey masks. <laughs> I think that's what's missing. With like a color, like a, the color per, per well, pink one or red one, whatever. Yeah, that'd have been cool. That'd have been I like cool. it that they've even got the weapons like the turtles as well. You know, because mm, right. even Trini's holding nunchucks, and obviously you've got mm. the two. And I think Billy's got the staff like Donnie. Mm. So it's just yeah, it's little homages to it that I thought were brilliant. Little things you got to look at yeah. to notice. Trini should have to sigh though, since her weapon is the power daggers, so she already knows how to wield dual blades. But Mikey's wearing the yellow, isn't he? Is Yellow Ranger, so that's where they've gone. Uh, they've just done a literal swap. You're <laughs> yellow, you're yellow, you swap. Okay. Yeah. Mikey's orange. Um, you can tell he doesn't watch Turtles. Jesus, yeah, sorry, sh- viewers at home. <laughs> <laughs> Trigger warning, Scott. Trigger- <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you brought up um, anime, though, uh, Martin. Um, yeah, because a lot, like, a lot of the stuff that Simone DeMeo does. I feel is kind of like anime esque, um, yeah. and uh, especially in the fight scenes, uh, anything that's like has motion, um, I feel that a lot. Like that, just yeah, big, big anime vibe. From so I did like get that. that vibe through the whole book. Mm. A lot of the faces, a lot of the mm. expressions were very sort of Japanese anime inspired, which yeah. I enjoyed. Uh, oh, yeah. I, I love that style. All for it. Yeah. Nice one. Thank you very much, yeah, Phil. So beautiful. Everyone in the book is just so beautiful as well. Their faces. Oh, yeah. Mm. Not just well drawn. I mean, actually, physically beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Same. Oh, you mean, are you in the book? Sorry. Sorry. Um, <laughs> you meant this, this live stream. Um, so, yeah, this is my pages that happened quite early on. I think the first issue. And this is where they had the uh, the power blaster or whatever it's called um, to, to kill that, uh, that, I don't know, that calamari Apocalypt- alien. Apocalyptopus. That's the one. And there's okay. it's a very crowded page, but I love it. I love the colours. I love the kind of drama it brings. I love the way they're drawn. I love the fact that each power range at the top has again like one eye showing through their visor. Yeah. Hmm. And I just thought, like, when you get this early on, you think I'm you know you're in for a bit of a ride here. And uh, I just quite enjoyed this. 
showing showing the eye in the visor was something they did quite early on in the Power Rangers run. Um, it was just, I guess, it was just another way to show some sort of emotion, because you know you you can have as many words as you want, you know, mm-hmm. but you, in a panel you're just looking at a mask essentially, and this is like another, I don't know, layer of depth over the TV shows and stuff like that and the movies that we we didn't get because it wasn't possible. So it was really cool having that kind of thing in the books to see all these extra little bits of emotion from their eyes. Yeah. My um, OCD is going crazy, though, because Trini and Billy are around the wrong way. It's killing me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, they, they are. Yeah. Mastodon, Pterodactyl, Triceratops, Sabertooth Tiger, Tyrannosaurus Rex. So yeah. switch Billy and switch Trini, and I'm fine with this page. It's just that one little nitpick. <laughs> and you say you're a Power Ranger fan. Philip. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> <laughs> this is the thing, like, you, you're, you've kind of got the, the, the turtles wrong um, a few times, and I think with this book, it's made me realise how much how more I prefer the turtles over the Power Rangers. And I'm much more of a turtle fan than I am Power Rangers after reading this together. This so is much- bringing me over. This is like bringing me over a bit to turtles and be like, oh, oh really? like, I've never, like, like, like I said earlier, I've never thought they're bad, but I'm like, oh, maybe I should. Give it, give it a go, you know. They're, uh, they're cooler, and they could, they'll win the fight. They could, they'll be the tar- they could be the Power Rangers, easy. easy. No, no. Okay. Anyway, okay. Uh, Shane. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Phil, uh, my first page was going to be the Power Rangers morphing, and my second page was going to be Street Ninjas. But then, how could you not pick Turtles morphing? Oh, how could so you not? Cool. So cool. Oh, so cool. <laughs> I love the armor on leo as well like he's got gold mm. armor for some reason like what he shouldn't have that that's a green ranger thing that's a completely separate thing to the power rangers but it just looks awesome i just, I just love it, it. it's all for the show isn't yeah, it yeah for the yeah, show. it's all in different positions as well which just again shows the uniqueness of each turtle it's in different positions like they haven't just copy paste copy paste mm. it's fantastic that's brilliant so good so cool awesome so cool (laughs) i just yeah i just love like every time there's any sort of morphing page it's always different like you know whoever's the art doing the art for a power ranger book every time they morph it always looks different to the last time it's never the same and i think that's absolutely brilliant and to keep thinking of different ways it's got to be a dig at the TV show, isn't it? Because obviously they had to morph the exact same way in the TV yeah, show. Every yeah, time. Yeah. They had no choice. So I yeah. think it's the right way of going, This I can now do this in a book. Yeah. I can now make them morph jumping off buildings or backflipping or I can do anything yeah. I want yeah. now. See, I never noticed it when I was reading, but now looking at it again, even the way they're holding the morphers is very different. They look like they're holding it with one hand, just a little bit over the eye. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that and then it looks cool. It's great. It does. I like, like Phil said, you know what's going to happen in the book. But I think for me, it was one of two things was going to happen. Obviously, the turtles were going to morph, and then I was like, or maybe are the Power Rangers going to get covered in ooze and turn into dinosaurs? You what, know, what? like are they actually going to turn into their dinosaurs? So you were, it was 50-50. You knew they were going to morph at some time, but was it going to mm. happen because the Power Rangers have turned into dinosaurs and they have to save them? But yeah, I think it's just fantastic. Well, I'm sorry to, to spoil a little thing. <laughs> I've seen 
covers for the second volume, and you, I think you do see them turn into dinosaurs. Yeah, so that is something yeah. for. Here we go. So it shows that they're on par with Shane's writing in his head. <laughs> it's perfect. That's what yeah. you want to see. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Liam has said, um, always been more of a Turtles boy myself, but I've wanted to get more into Power Rangers. Great, great. Um, well, me and another friend of his uh, are very much into Power Rangers, so I'm sure we can help you along, Matt. I'm sure we can help you along. That's fine. Um, just one page left. That's from myself, and then we've got one sent in from Kev as well. Uh, here is mine. Um, oh, man, like I said, right? You... So for anyone listening on the podcast, this is like the first time, well, it's not the first time, but it's the first like morphin page you see uh, from the Rangers in this book. Um, but like I said, you could look through every other Power Rangers comic and every time they morph, you will not see a page that looks just like that. And that's why I love it. And that's why it's so cool. Um, I know, I, and I even love the bottom panel there uh, where Michelangelo and... Donatello. Yes, Donatello. <laughs> you should have let me guess. Um, when, <laughs> no, when, you when were thinking it wrong. <laughs> when they're looking, but I but I love how their eyes are multicolored. Mm-hmm. So the you know the energy or the colors, whatever's happening when they're morphing, you can kind of see that going on right in front of them, and that's such a cool uh, thing to think about. But yeah, it's so unique as well because it looks like they're sharing a morpher because it looks like the coins are switching out so that each of them can morph. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're in the correct order, so I'm okay with this page. Happy with that one. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Phil, you picked the worst page. <laughs> darn. Uh, darn. Um, okay, uh, we did have one sent in from uh, Kev as well, so we'll show that off just quite quick. Um, he says, this is all that I wanted to see when I was six. Mm-hmm. That's literally it. That's all he said. Um and he's given a score for tonight as well because he's read the whole thing. But yeah, so for anyone, anyone listening to the to the podcast as well, this is uh, a big splash screen where you see the Power Rangers on the right, the Turtles on the left, and they're just jumping at each other into a fight. Really, um, it's very cool, very atmospheric. Um, I mean, we would all have had that as a poster on our wall as a child yeah. if that existed. Oh yeah. Definitely. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. And there was um, a few pages like this in the book, wasn't there? That like right at the start, you got the double spread of the Power Rangers with the putties, and mm. I think you carried a little bit further, and then you had the turtles with the foot. So they really did artistically put every all of them on a pedestal yeah. and gave them their own. Yeah. Um, a little side note, this is not the first time the Turtles and the Power Rangers have crossed over. There is a live action meetup between the two. Ah. Live action. Live action. Yep. Turtles, next generation with Power Rangers in space? Uh, yes. God, nerds. Yeah. Nerds. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, well, so the Power cool, Rangers and the Turtles have a big old slapdown fight on an alien planet. When you say this is live action, is this is like Secret Wars version of like Power Rangers and Turtles, like Secret Wars, all get together and like the, the Beyond World, or it was called, and the Battle World. That's what it's like. Don't tarnish no. that stream, this stream with that title. So whenever you say live action, like is it real part, people? Like, the people in the TV power in their turtle suits. 
Like yeah. the original, the, the original Power Rangers as well. No, no, the ter- uh, the Space Rangers. Oh, I don't watch that crap. Yeah. They went off to do their own. They did their own series, didn't they? Where they yeah. bought the first female turtle in, uh, and she oh, was yeah. in it as well. I can't remember the name. Venus. Light Venus, Venus. yes. Because that was the thing. Like all the turtles, the male turtles are named after artists, but Venus is named after a work of art by a man. So there was a bit of an issue with the naming of her. <laughs> but it's named after a planet. Yeah, but it's meant to be Venus to Milo. So she was yeah, named right. after a work of art rather than an artist. Mm. Wow. Well, uh, see, this is, mm. what comes to the Power Rangers? Like I loved the original. I can remember every morning before school, video recording it, videotaping it, you know, recording it <clears> in, <throat> a, in a VHS recorder uh, and watching it after school. And I loved it. And But after, like, Lord Zed came and I'd come over who replaced Lord Zed. Then it turned into like, Dino Force and Neo and all this other stuff. I just lost interest in all that. Uh, all I weird... lost... I stepped out after Zeo, I think. I think when it got to Turbo, I think I was just... That was me checked oh, out. Turbo. What was that? What, what was it called after the original Mighty Morphin Power Rangers? Zero. We had Alien Rangers for a little while. Mighty Morphin turned into Alien Rangers, didn't it? When they every, everyone turned into kids, and the Alien Rangers showed up, then they lost their powers and had to get the Zeo crystals. Then they got the Turbo yeah. Keys. Then they went God, into space to save Zordon, who was kidnapped. And then they got lost in space, so they were lost galaxy. And then they were um, Time Force or SPD? Uh, time Force. <laughs> yeah. Time Force. Time Force. And the intro music to every every series is just fantastic. If you don't, if you're not a Power Ranger fan and you don't like Power Rangers, just go onto YouTube and just watch the intros to the series. Because the rock music for the intros to every series is fantastic. And if it doesn't get your head banging or your foot tapping, then you're dead inside. (laughs) Can I have to bring it back to the book now? Sorry, (laughs) sorry. (laughs) Um, Kicking out. Okay. Yeah, we have gushed over the art now um time to go into the writing um did you enjoy the premise did you enjoy how it how it began with tommy infiltrating the foot um yeah what did you think like yes it's a crossover and they're trying to make fans happy but did you enjoy the story that was written around those goals for the fans Uh, it was simple Uh, in my mind like you know, like Tommy's always been a kind of moody one anyway, hasn't he? Um, mm-hmm. So they kind of made him like that. That fitted in perfectly. He's he's gone off. He's quiet. He hasn't morphed in a while. Unless he's doing his own thing. You don't realize, realize what he's doing. But his friend, um, whoever they call him, Tyler, Taylor, Tyler. Tyler he uh, like who is this guy? Do we do we care? I didn't. But then it fits in as well with the fit and the fact that they kind of recruit these youngsters who kind of. You know, her lost causes, and they they buy into what the fit stands for, mm. or whatever else. And yeah. That it, so it fits in really well, but it's still quite simple. And all, all it is is a, is a way to bring them together, I suppose, and then give us that fan service that needs something. Mm. And that was it. But it is quite simple and predictable, but fun. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I did like the fact that Shredder knew Tommy was infiltrating them all along. Like they yeah. didn't make Shredder mm. out to be a buffoon or anything. He knew he was just playing along. It mm. was perfect. And when Shredder caught him and took that coin, I I, I didn't expect that whatsoever. I just appreciated that this was not a Tommy-centric story. Mm -hmm. 
I love Tommy. I love him as the White Ranger and the Green Ranger, but I was just so pleased. Don't start, this don't was, start magic, please. I, no, this is... <laughs> Yeah, but this is for Shane as well, because I just enjoyed the fact that it was focused on the original five and Tommy was more of a side character as mm. opposed to front centre, leading the team. It's all about me. This was very much the original yeah. lineup. And it, it just I was so pleased that and I, when I got like two or three issues in, I thought Shane's gonna appreciate this a little bit more mm. because it's not Tommy. Up front, I suddenly like the Green Ranger because it wasn't Tommy, it was Shredder. It was Shredder. Like, yes, I like the Green Ranger now. Let's keep him, bring him over to Angel Grove, and I'll read along. That'd be amazing. Just see Shredder there sitting in the in the Shake Shack, just, just having pizza and milkshakes with all the teenagers. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It was like a simple premise, but I thought. It was, you know, complicated enough to, you know, uh, to, to be able to have like, yeah, a little bit predictable, but you wouldn't have been able to predict everything that's happening. Yeah, it was put um, together really well. As a story. Yeah. yeah, and, uh, you know, and to be able to go, right, I want, you know, to, to appease the fans, I want the turtles to morph. I want uh, a turtle Megazord hybrid. Um, you know, I want uh, the, the actual Power Rangers to be in the turtle shoes for a little bit. I want, uh, you know, Tommy to be with the foot. I want I want there to be foot-putty hybrids. I want Shredder and Rita to meet up. I want a little bit of Casey. I want a little bit of April. And even though they had all these... A little bit of Monica by my side. You just started like you were singing. <laughs> <laughs> they had, yeah, they had all these goals and none of it felt forced and like you said earlier, Shane, there were so many characters involved and it all felt quite organic and natural and just worked well and flowed quite well. I think this worked better than Batman TMNT. I thought the two groups, yeah. the Power Rangers and the Turtles, the kind of, the kind of humour, yeah. you know, like Batman's a grumpy old man who he doesn't like, doesn't know, doesn't think the Turtles exist or whatever. And mm. um, once he discovers ice, trying to understand them or something, as opposed to just accept, okay, you guys are the Turtles, or you guys are the Bar Rangers, like this is yeah. cool. And I like the way they kind of certain characters teamed off, like um, obviously Donnie and Billy would be the brains, so they yeah, kind of yeah. do their own little thing, talk about big robots and stuff. And then, uh, is it uh, Sack and Mikey? Mikey, yeah, probably pizza toppings and things like this. Yeah. Here, by the way, pineapple, definitely not pizza. Uh, yeah, yep, yep, yep. And it's just, it's just like when you when you pair them off together and have their own wee scenes, it was good. It was fun. It was nice. It uh, worked better than Batman with the I, turtles. I do want to question though: was there any love for Trini at all? <laughs> Anyone? Yeah, because it was uh, like you know, yeah, it was like Billy and uh, Donny, uh, Jason and Leo, uh, April. Zach, yeah, Zach and. Uh, Mikey. Mikey, April Raph. and Kim, and Raph, Raph and, and Tommy. Tommy. Yeah, so like, so where's Trini in this whole thing? Just going, hey, uh, guys, <laughs> anyone wanna? Does just any, Trini, any, any Trini and Splinter with Casey at all? No, I can't remember. So. Not at all. Um, but I was just like concerned, not concerned, but like, why isn't there anything like who's hanging out with Trini in this? Well, I mean, that's probably why she threw that big thing at the back of her head when they were fighting. She was just annoyed at everyone. So she's just like, no one's my friend. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I am you here. be my friend. Be yeah, my please, friend. Please, please. <laughs> Martin, you um, hit the nail on the head there. That, that's, that was a reminder of the story to remind the reader that Trini is here. She's not yeah. part of a wee team or a wee group. 
but she is still here and she's effective. Mm. So yeah, that's what yeah. it is. Yeah. Can I ask a, a question? Um, were these teams always in the same universe? No. Like that's why Turtles are in New York. Power Rangers are in Angel Grove. Um, you know, like with Batman, we had you know they had transported from another dimension. Yeah. Like, but... and I know they mentioned Dimension X at some point. I don't know what that is, but um, have these have these guys always been in the same universe? I don't. Well, what got Go- Gotham's obviously made up city, but Angel Grove, I'm assuming, is too. But it's probably based in L.A. or California. I yeah. think it is. So... Yeah, it's a fictional place in. Yeah. In but California. it's gonna it probably is gonna be in the same it's, it was very easy for them to explain that the fact that they don't have to travel through a, a dimension or a portal or something quite like mm. Gotham. Um so yeah, it's, I just took it as they're in LA, they're in New York, because they knew about each other for the through mm. the news or whatever else. So, because yeah. Tyler did make a comment when he was arguing with Tommy that he moved out to California. Yeah. Mm. So I think maybe that was a little bit of a justification at some point. Hmm. Did you okay. want more sci-fi input there, Scott? Did you want more? A little, well, maybe not sci-fi, just some sort of explanation, like you know, because they're two different publishers. I I know this was all published by Boom, but the Turtles belong to IDW, hmm. and so I I was thinking, oh, maybe there was some, some sort of different universe, different dimension, whatever. But I was just like, ah, oh, so they're both just. In the same world, so uh, you know, it made it sound like the turtles have always known about the Power Rangers, but the Power Rangers mm. have never known about the turtles because they're sneaky mm. ninjas. Um, but yeah, I, I, it's not a problem. I don't have it as a problem, but it was just something I wanted to ask in case I missed something or uh, you guys knew something better than I did. The only thing I know is that the when they did the TV show crossover, they were both being made by is it Saban? Yeah. Is that how it's pronounced? They were both being made by though by that company. Yeah, maybe they it's and everything. So. Yeah, maybe that again is like a right. maybe connection. Okay, I don't know. It's good to know. It's good to know. Um, but then, so, sorry, the... just just to stay on that. Sometimes I don't like the idea of that. Like with Batman, like if they go back through the portal, back to New York, whatever. Like Batman isn't checking up on them. You know, do you know what I mean? Like, so if the turtles and the Power Rangers, this is, I think about this with like comes like Marvel. If Spider Man, for example, is like a really like has this big battle and he's almost defeated and he goes away wounded and comes back, why doesn't Iron Man just come in and help him? Why doesn't Fantastic Four sweep in and here lend your hand? Sometimes they do in comics, but not all the time. So things like this, like I think the Power Rangers and the turtles, if they exist, and if the Power Rangers were facing a, a world destroying threat, why don't the turtles come every time? Here we're here, yeah. we're here to help. It's our world too. So yeah. things like that, if you think about it too much, you can think, why, aren't <laughs> yeah. they why don't they explain that more? But yeah, I get that. I just try and look at it as if this is its own thing. This is its own thing away from canon. You, got, it's, 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 it's like with uh, Elseworlds for DC, mm. isn't it? You've got to take that away from what you know. This is just yeah. bringing two good franchises together, making its own little world. That's it. Don't go outside yeah. that little bubble because then you're in the realms of where you are now where you're thinking, why isn't this happening? With Marvel and DC, with their characters, totally get it. Mm-hmm. But with this sort of thing, you've just got to try and stay within that, yeah. that bubble. And nothing nothing changes for any character, you know, during this story to affect before, like, 
anything out of this crossover, you know what I mean? So there's, you know, no one gets seriously injured, no one, no one dies, no one learns something drastically new, and nothing like that. It's just, it's all quite self-contained in its own bubble. Um, Rita does disappear at the end because she's oh, off yeah. to Dimension X. Oh, so. she, always, she always goes off. <laughs> I true. really like the um, first interaction between Shredder and Rita. He yeah. thought she was yeah. just going to be a... He thought he was going to rock in there and he was just going to have no problem whatsoever and she just put him in his place and he's like, all right, time out, time out. How about we just join forces then? That seems like a better idea. <laughs> I did enjoy that Rita was put up there a little bit more. You know, because she's not weak. We never get to see her do that, do we? We don't get to see her fight the Rangers herself. Like, I just, just one episode, I just wanted her to come down and be like, do you know what? I'm going to do this myself. And she goes down there and she just twats a lot of them. And she's like, (laughs) why have I been sending monsters this whole time? They're a bunch of kids. I could have done this the whole time. And then they defeat her, obviously. But I just wanted to see her be a big, big bad just once. Like, you see it in the comics a little bit more. She's a lot more threatening in the comics. Yeah. But in the TV, TV show. I just want to see that woman walk down, just fight the Power Rangers in the street. Yeah, from from what I remember in the show, she was made to look so like dumb, you know, so like you know, send all the all the putties down, send all the big monsters, you make them grow, and then Power Rangers win, and then she's like, oh no, foiled again. Um, but yeah, but she is actually mega powerful and is yeah. capable of so much. And it's a shame because when yep. Zed came into the show, it it made her the comedic <laughs> act. The yeah. comedic joke, the butt of the joke, most yeah. of the they time. Were, they were together one day in the show. They were like partners. Like, yeah, she, love, she, she like... slips love potion. Well, she slips love potion in him and gets him to fall in love with her, so they get married. Wow. My Lord says what I would love to see fight Shredder. That'd be a good showdown. That would be oh. a good one. That would be a good oh. one. Um, Lord Shred- uh, Lord Zed has always looked terrifying as well. Like his yeah. outsides oh, yeah. are on the inside, and you can see his brain, and he's got tubes going into him. Like as a child looking at him. I know that was a full body suit, but it was terrifying. It was just mm. flesh and brain and ooze. I, I always assumed it was. Um, do you remember Inside Out Boy? <laughs> Nickelodeon. Like, that's like that's the older version of him. Just the grown up version of Inside Out Boy. Just Lord <laughs> Zed. The... Please, tell, please tell me you remember Inside Out Boy. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. Cool. The uh, going on a little bit of a tangent. The comics have done so well with justifying Lord Zed as a character. And giving him an origin as well, and uh, yeah, showing how he's related to some people and stuff like that, and it's very well done. Lord Zed is great, um, but yeah, when when he first got in, you know brought into the books, I was like, oh, okay, you'll be cool. But so cool, it's great. Just read, just go and read it all. Okay, just go. Um, I'm trying to. They need to release the books. We can buy them. They do. They do. Please oh. bring out more. Bring out more. Um, Anything else from anyone else? I think, you know, there were some characters were underutilized. I think I want to see more Splinter. Like we mentioned, we mentioned, we mentioned yeah. want to see Splinter morph in their Ranger. And it was used well, but not enough in my mind. Mm. Like if you're just the, the wise Batman, word guy. Yeah, exactly. You remember the Batman crossover? He followed Batman into the, into the cave and so on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just think like Splinter wasn't used, other than given the Power Rangers their ninja suits. And then obviously saying some some wise words. Um, he did provide me a really funny moment though, like the, the scene where Billy was talking to him about, you know, were you a man turned into a rat or a rat turned into a man? And he just says, exactly. 
because yes. like, you don't know he's not giving anything away. Yes. I just thought it was really fun. <laughs> but I just I feel yeah. like I want to see another scene with him. I don't know what what I want wanted to see him fighting somebody. I just think I want more Splinter. Exactly it, the same thing. I wanted him at I wanted him at the command center having a conversation with Zordon. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, yeah. um, you know, Alpha's there, and then Putty's attack, and Splinter and oh. Alpha have to fight off the Putties like just by themselves like you know yeah. splinter thinks he's like it's okay little robot i'll take care of it but alpha can fight as well so they're just back to back fighting these parties that would have oh, been a see, I, interaction. stop it I, shane yeah shane rewrites again stop it i'm taking a point <laughs> off because we're at that <laughs> taking a point off. see i thought we were going to get maybe a little mini training montage that's why because when, because when you had jace sit down and talk with splinter i was hoping we may have seen him teach him the way of the ninja a little bit more yeah. maybe give them a little lesson before they put their ninja suits on you know that's no, what and, i was hoping for was it jason and leo talked quite a bit about different like fighting styles didn't they uh now mm. and again so i was along the same lines as you martin uh just hoping that they would uh, Splinter would go, okay, you've talked about these styles, let me show you my style, and then like start to train them, and it would have been cool. But I, I mean, we, we have a page limit for a reason. Yeah, that, that's what. Yeah, that's what. That's one of the things I think the Power Rangers is really missing. There's a bit of discipline when it comes to their fighting style. You know, yeah. where Splinter will provide them. So yeah, that's that's an opportunity missed, definitely. Well, I mean, the Power Rangers kind of rely on their suits to fight, don't they? I mean, mm. because at the beginning four of them could fight naturally um billy could never fight on his own b- mm-hmm. until he put his suit on so he had to learn how to fight the others had that in them jason teaches a class zach takes it and he also does street dancing kimberly's yeah. an acrobat you know trini and jason have always been fighting so they rely on their suits a lot so it would have been nice out of their suit for splinter to give them a ninja lesson rather than a just a brawling lesson you know it would have been really nice to see yeah, but, even yeah. something as silly, even if it was silly, because you know where we see sometimes the turtles are doing silly tasks that Splinter sets them, you know, like standing there balancing stuff up in the air and they've got to hold it there and they're all talking yeah. and saying, oh, I can't hold it, I can't hold it. Just it's maybe something like that that reflected the turtles training. Would yeah. Maybe a page or two. I'd have been with Splinter with walking that. between them and hitting them with his stick yeah. if they're doing the wrong thing. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing. It's opportunity missed uh, in my mind. Couple of pages, two pages is all we all we needed of that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, Liam did seem to uh, maybe correct us a little bit earlier on. He said he seems to remember a panel also of Trini and Raph training together um, before Tommy came back into the into the fold. So maybe that's where that little bit of a relationship was before Tommy. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Trini was before Tommy easy. ruined everything. Yeah. <laughs> Stupid Tommy. <laughs> Get out of here, Tommy. Nobody likes you. <laughs> I, I've always that was my, my favorite, to be honest, Shane. Always my favorite. He was always, the, my... He, was always, he was always the coolest. Jason was always the most handsome. He's, so he's I, always he, been he, my favorite. But he's, he's a square. He's too good. Goody two shoes. Tommy was a rebel, and then he learned to become a leader as the White Ranger, and he was just cool. He didn't learn to become leader. He was just given leadership. He grew up That's... into that. Yeah. He grew up as the become leader. He's the best. <laughs> he's the best one. He overcame more hurdles than the rest of them. Man. But anyway, 
but Raph's the best turtle, so that's he, he's red. So there's some something red. I think he's my favorite as well. I'm a Leo Ray fan. Am I? No, Raph. Well, Raph. Yeah. Raph. I'm a Donatello fan. I think. I think Mike Mikey's too. He's too dorky, too kind of uh, wacky for me. Mm. Uh, Donatello I like as well, but again, it's it's the nerd who who likes the nerds really. If you sort of, if you watch this, we're yeah, all nerds. Not, not like, us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Raph's always been the one that has like the the really moody backstory, hasn't he? Like he mm. just doesn't like being a turtle. He wants to be a human and, and wants to you know he, he doesn't like humans, but he wants to you know have recognition. He just want to hide in the sewers, whatever else. He's always he's been the thing, one. isn't he? What he's the one that goes out. He's the thing from Fantastic Four. He goes out in the trench yeah. coat to walk around humans. He mm. just. But he hates humans, as you can see. He mentioned the biggie. He wouldn't say a good thing about them, but that's not because he hates them. It's because he's almost like not jealous or bitter or something, stopping him enjoying it. If you know what I mean. I've always liked yeah. that. With Raph. Mm. He's always been the moody one. It's cool. Uh, Liam's total of choice is Leo. Natural leader. Yeah. Mm. yeah, I like Leo. I think Leo's the struggle he battles with being the leader and you know he has this the very serious attitude but then you do see leo let loose a little bit mm. so he comes every so often but yeah i'm a leo fan i'm with you Liam. I, I was shocked that leo didn't become the red ranger i did obviously think oh he's obviously going to be the red ranger because he's the leader so he's going to be red but he's like no i'm sticking with blue mate you anyone else he's like raf obviously you be red because they're raf's driving the megazord and he's like donnie why aren't you driving you want <laughs> oh, yeah. to be red <laughs> you want to be the red one you drive yeah <laughs> yeah so they they chose didn't they so yeah it's so cool. <laughs> so cool. Oh, I just love so it. I mean, cool. just like you know, I'm a 30 year old man, and I still get excited when, um, you know, I see a picture of turtles wearing Power Ranger costumes. I mean, how can you not? I'm a 40 year old man, and I still oh, get yeah. excited. And I hear the voices in my head calling the, mm. you know, every time the turtles talk, I hear the 1989 TV series Turtles talking. I'm 36, yeah. and when I read this book, the first thing I want to do is go and buy the lightning figures so I can have all four of them on the shelf. They're in my watch list on eBay, I'm not going to lie. Wow. Well, uh, well, for all good, I'm, I'm 23, and you three are nerds. It's just, I think it's not just the nostalgia, like I say. Obviously, we have that nostalgia there for both properties, but mm. it's the respect shown in this book because no matter how much nostalgia we had, if this book was terrible, we wouldn't have enjoyed it. Just because mm. we like Power Rangers and we like Turtles, if this was a boring, terrible, insulting book, we would know, you know, we would have pointed everything out. But it's the fact that the writer is clearly a fan of both properties as well. It makes your enjoyment much higher. Even if the book isn't great, you feel the love for the characters and it just elevates any story that he could write. Yeah. And I just, I appreciate that in any book I read. I want any writer of any book I'm reading to be a fan of that character. Yeah. Bare minimum. Oh, I know yeah. you have a job to do. <laughs> I know people are given books to write. I know they're given yeah. tasks and things that they're told to do. But the bare minimum, I just want you to be a fan yeah. of what you're writing because it shows when you write you know, it. And you know, and, and that's why Tom King is writing Wonder Woman in the future. <laughs> <laughs> 
anyway, That's... what did you think of the um, the fight at the end? Um, the you know with the with the, with the Megazord and and the big metal head and Bebop I... and Rocksteady and oh, I, I love that, I... that they Amazing. made Rocksteady and Bebop bigger. That was just I, I didn't even see that coming, but it was no. such an an obvious choice. Yeah, uh, fantastic. I mean, and Tread is there as well, you know, with the Dragon Sword. Yeah, yeah. I kind of did then, see it coming because they're like, like they're, they're like the monsters, aren't they? Of the turtles, yeah. but at the same time, it was cool. Although with the art, though, I didn't think the art lent itself really well for the fight scenes. I thought it was hard sometimes to kind of determine mm. what the Mega Sword was doing. Maybe it's just me. You know? Just kicking ass. Yeah, well, yeah. it was, and it was cool, but like you could, it wasn't always clear. Fair enough. I just, I just love the fact that Zordon's like, you guys do remember that your Zord can connect to anything else that it wants to. It's an adaptive Zord. It's like, go get Metalhead and just connect to him and just beat the crap out of everyone. And they're just like, time to up this Megazord into Turtle Megazord. And you can hear the music playing in your head. You're like, yeah. da, da, da. <laughs> like you're just playing it and you're like, yes. And you can see all the lights as the Zord spins around and extra yeah. bits connect to it. It's uh, fantastic. It was like, good. as much as I don't like Tommy, obviously, when the first time the Dragon Zord connected to the Megazord, mm. you're like, I didn't know it could do that. And then like Titanus comes and you're like, how many more things can connect to the Megazord? <laughs> <laughs> it's just like you had that same feeling when it come out and you're like yes this is amazing i want every single zord to just connect into a giant zord and i'll just be happy yeah. i always called titanus um titanus just because it was funny <laughs> <laughs> anyway uh, um what, what <laughs> shane um would this have a start a middle and an end um, yes, it does. And it even like even though it leaves off for a second volume, it has a start, a middle, and an end because everyone mm. goes and it's just like, here's the end of the story. Tommy gets his coin back. Everyone's happy. I felt a little bit on... Maybe it's my fault because I thought there were six issues when I was reading the fifth issue. It obviously ended. I, yeah. I was expecting more. And then it just ended with Rita and Shredder you know, like just going away or whatever. And it's like, okay, is this it? So I was a little bit, not deflated isn't the right word, but a little bit unsatisfied with the final end. I thought there was more to come. But knowing there is more to come, do you feel different? Or if like, if this was the end, I could understand, but mm. knowing there's a second one, does that change um, how you feel? Yeah, well, yeah, as long as it kicks off exactly where it's left <laughs> off type of thing. So yeah, um, it depends on that first issue, which I, I probably will read at some stage. Did you say, Scott, it's still ongoing at the minute? Or is it finished? Yeah, issue three is... Yeah. Okay. Coming out, that's the latest one, yeah. Yeah. So a couple more months. I should have a should have a full set then. And we'll have a trade at the end of the year, hopefully. And you'll be another one of our shows. Power Rangers next. Yeah. It's a theme going on, I think. I know. Yeah, yeah. I think you're banned from picking. You've been on too much. Stop stop fogging <laughs> all the airtime. <laughs> <laughs> Give someone right. else a try. Okay, okay. <laughs> Let's get on to our final thoughts and scores. Okay, so everyone in the chat, uh, if you've read along, please let us know your score. Um, as, as you all know, we'll add it along to ours and we'll get a big average. Uh, and then we'll get the final score and see where it lands on the leaderboard. Will it be top 10? Uh, what is the lowest score on the top 10 at the moment? We have a 7.1. It needs to get a 7.1 or more to get to the current top 10 for this season. Mm -hmm. um, 
But uh, Martin, would you mind kicking us off as this was your your choice? Okay, I I don't have much negative to say about this. I thoroughly enjoyed this. I thought the story, even though it was simple, I thought everything about it, the execution was brilliant. It was executed so well. Art was stunning. The story was great. And fan service. The fan service just... what We said enough about the fan service. I'm going to put this in the same ballpark as Batman TMNT. But I'm going to have to go a little bit higher than my previous score because I just love this more. So I'm going to give this an 8.5. Nice. Nice. Hey, uh, Phil? Huh. I don't know where I'm at with this. I have a score written down, but I'm, should I stick with it or go higher? I'm not sure. Um, as Martin said, it's, it's the fan service. I think it, it gave you whatever you what you wanted to see as fans of both properties. Um, it is predictable, and the story is simple, but I don't think that's the, that's not the main purpose of the book. The main purpose of the book was to get these two together, sell some mm. books, sell some merch, and see where it goes. I did like the story. It was really good, really fun. It was in- interesting. It was kind of well put together, as as, as Martin mentioned. The art was superb. Um, I'm a fan of of Sim- Simone de, de Mayo, um, from We Only Find Them When They're Dead. So uh, I have a few negatives, but they're very nitpicky. And I think I, I agree. I like this better than Batman TMNT. And I have a score here, but I'm going up, up half a point. I'm going to go to eight. Mm. Nice. Nice. Right. Shane? I love this. This was written for me. I feel like this was a love letter to Shane. It might as well have said to Shane on every comment. Yeah, Shane. Like this this yeah. was for, yeah, here you go. You've waited 30 years. Here you go. This is for you. This is um, this is how you do fans. This is how you do um, a book for fans. It's how you write a book that fans want and you not you don't write a book you want fans to have. This is a book for fans. You know, there, there is a difference. People will write what they think fans want and then people will write what they know fans want. This mm-hmm. is what fans want. When you say Power Rangers, Turtles, together, this is what you want. I loved it. The art is gorgeous. The art, the faces, we know how I feel about faces. Every single face is stunning in this book. Everyone is such a handsome chappy and a handsome lady or a beautiful lady. I would prefer that term. <laughs> Everyone is gorgeous in this book. I loved it. Um, yes, it's predictable, but the excitement level of the morphing and the zords and the fights, it's still there from when I was a child. I'm remembering the excitement and the sound effects of the music. I loved it. Um, I did have two scores and my score's gone slightly up after the chat. So I'm going to give this a nine. It's gone up by half nine. a point. Oof. I loved it. Like you said there, like it was for the fans, for fans, by fans. Not to clean. Mm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, a couple of minutes left to get your scores in in the chat. Um, but uh, what else is there for me to say, to be honest? Um, as soon as I saw that Simone DeMeo was on the art, uh, this was, I knew this was going to be, and, and Ryan Parrott writing the book, I knew this was going to be starting off at a 10 and me kind of working my way down, down the scoreboard, you know? Um, I didn't go down far. Uh, but yeah, it was absolutely stunning book, and you know the fact that Simone de Mayo was on art, um, it just made me more excited because you know, yeah, like Phil said, it's predictable. You know, 
the turtles are going to are going to get the morphers. You know, there's going to be some sort of turtle based Megazord thing going on, and we got that. We got both of those, and to just know and kind of anticipate that these awesome things are going to come up in such a fantastic art style as well, you know, um, just elevated the whole thing for me. Um, and yeah, the fact that they wrote a really engaging story around all of these goals uh, to appeal to all of these fans, uh, I think it was done really, really well. They thought up a really simple but engaging story. Um, yeah, my score's also gone up <laughs> from it was a 7.5, but now I've gone to an 8. Um, so there we go. So yeah, loved it. Um, we had a score in the uh, from Kevin, he couldn't turn up tonight. He said he read along and he sent a score in. Uh, he gave it 7.5. Um, I would give you the reason, but my phone has died. Um, so sorry about that. <laughs> um, but uh, I- I'm sure he loved it. Liam has also said, I love this. This is a dream crossover. It doesn't try to be serious and knew exactly what fans wanted and delivered. It was so much fun and looked great too. 8.5 out of 10. There we go. So, uh, Averaging, then let's see. So, uh, Kev 7.5, Martin's 8.5, Liam's 8.5. That gives uh, the herd an average of 8.2. Combining that with Philip's 8, Shane's 5, and my 8, that gives five? us five. An... <laughs> what did I say? Five, <laughs> you did. Yeah. What did I just say? Oh, he's telling funny muggers. Tell me what I. <laughs> No. <laughs> he said Spill's eight and Shane's five. Oh, so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Phil's eight, Shane's nine, and my eight. Jesus. I didn't even know I said five. Um, probably because we had a lot of 8.5. Uh, we get a grand total of 8.3. Oh, there we go. So where does this fantastic crossover land on the leaderboard? Let's have a look. Oh. Joint fourth place with Daredevil Born Again. Nice. That's pretty great. I'm pleased with that one. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Uh, and then we go, let's see the rest of the leaderboard as well. Dave. Filling up now. <laughs> Dave at the bottom. <laughs> Dave is under Battle Puck. Oh, God. <laughs> How did that happen? That is mad. That is mad. But there we go. There we go. So uh, we've just got. One thing left to do now. Well, a few things left to do, actually. Some promotion across the Nerd Herd channel. Uh, so, two things, two fantastic things are happening tomorrow night. Um, as usual, every Thursday at 7pm, uh, Kevin releases a video on how to draw. Can you guess what he's going to be doing tomorrow night? Don't Spider-Man. Don't for long, because we're going <laughs> to... Nailed it, Spider-Man. Um, nope, Kevin is going to be showing us how to draw Power Rangers. Cool. Look at that. He's done a little preview of uh, Jason there in the Red Ranger costume looking great. So have a look at that tomorrow at 7pm and then at 9pm tomorrow, uh, premiering on YouTube, we have Shane's Dawn of Comics quiz night. It isn't comic based this time though, it is general knowledge. So if you think you're better or just as good at general knowledge than you are at comics, then go over to that and give it a quick look and see how you fare against all the people that joined in. Yes. There we absolutely. go. Brilliant. Uh, but yeah, let's have a quick look now and see what we got coming up next week. It is Philip's pick. What has he gone for? 
we go, Phil, for the podcasters. What have you chosen? I am putting Scott through a little bit more Batman, but Why? the best Batman. Batman The Dark Knight Returns from 1986. Frank Miller's classic. Here we go. Shane, what's that puzzle look for? That's not Alex Ross. You've been oh, yeah. Alex Ross. For the... <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Uh, brilliant. But, uh, great. But there we go. That's it from us this week. So we've talked about Power Rangers and Turtles. Hopefully we won't have another crossover for a while, but if we do I don't think we'd have a problem, to be honest. But that's it. Just one more thing to do now, and then we're going to get our waves out, and we'll see you next week. Bye. 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 Bye, everyone. <laughs> Love you. <laughs> <laughs>